what a day what a lovely day and that's why we are the three cameramen we're back at it with another podcast for you guys today so today we're doing uh, a bit of mad max fury road uh i don't know quite a few there um but um what was that what, what, okay that's that that actually it. Yeah, and then we're, it's, uh, that, it's directed that, that by was, George Miller. That was your funny Miller. intro you wanted to do. It's directed by George Miller. Um, Just screaming on the mic. That is the first thing you'll hear. Uh, we, have, uh, we have Tom Hardy and um, Charlize Theron, star. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a great action film. It came out in 2015, 15th episode. I get what we did there. Uh, but um, yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with some like first ratings. So w- when you first saw the film, uh, what was your kind of initial thoughts? And, um, Can we also introduce our special guest, Joe, please, Daniel? Oh, my bad, yeah. So we, we, have, we have Joe... No, I was just saying I was an ex-film student, so... Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I like Deva, who we've had previously. Um, so... Thank <laughs> 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 you. Wait, wait, wait. Alright, the first time you saw the film, uh, what were your initial thoughts? Uh, starting with Finney. What's it's me? Um, yeah, no, I watched it, uh, I think... Yeah, I think it was like two days ago, and I loved the visuals of the film. Obviously, it was a shot in the desert, and with like the action in it and the the prop designs, I thought it just worked so well together. I mean, I I personally would say it was the be- had the best fighting scenes like I've seen so far. Obviously, I probably haven't seen. Um, there's like good competitors like uh, I think it was Kingsman Dan saying that he likes those fight scenes but i thought these fight scenes were really good although they were quite long they you know they were you know they um were quite active in these fight scenes there was no like slow-mo or just short bits that dragged it along i think that worked really well with it uh like i said like prop design the cars in it were amazing i thought that was a really cool aspect of the film and i think the plot was really inter- interesting um and yeah, overall, uh, interesting film. Um, Owen, you, what, what's you. your first opinions on this um, So I watched this film for the first time, must have been a, a year ago now, and then I watched it recently for this podcast. And um, I would have to say this is like in my top five action films of all time, personally. Yeah. Just because it's, it stays so committed to being what it is and just being like, a, like it's basically like one giant car chase. And yeah. it's so like consistent with its tones and themes it just doesn't hold back on being this sort of giant explosion fueled high octane energy sort of car sequence and it's one of the more unique action films that sort of it has it's, it's a very layered story that with if you want to analyze it you could but if you if you, if you want to just watch it at a surface level then you wouldn't have to it's, it, it's not throwing like social commentary into your face it's just yeah. It's just no, no. It's known what it is, and that's just been a great action film, and it succeeds in doing that completely. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I would say like, my respect. Yeah. I would say like, you know, when you said um, how it drags on the, uh, you know, the, it's just consistent car chase. Yeah, I think that makes the movie a lot more interesting because it's not like there's boring elements because you always have that suspense of, you know, the the cars chasing them consistently. Yeah. Um, and our special guest, Joe, what do you think of the film? Um, I really loved it. I literally watched it like half an hour ago, and <laughs> it kind of just reminded me of like a sort of like a like a apocalyptic Western American sort of film. 
just like being set in the desert and having all the chasings kind of just replaced with cars and everything. And like even at the start of the film, like when it opened, it was just like instantly like a chasing with just Max being chased by all the like the white people. Don't really know how to explain them. <laughs> but yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, Dan, what was your first impressions on the film? Yeah, so um, first time I watched it was uh, probably like a couple of months ago. And I, I kind of watched the first half an hour of the film and basically I was bored. Um, I, I know, I know. Right? But then I watched it uh, yesterday and like all the way through and okay. it was really good, but I do have a lot of flaws with it. Um, I think I think definitely in terms of it having barely any plot at all throughout the whole thing. Uh, obviously, I can appreciate the kind of the practical effects and like like all the all the flight scenes are just like stunning to like look at and stuff. But um, yeah, I, I thought it was really good in general. And uh, um, yeah, it, it's actually well, <laughs> despite me saying this is one of my favorite action films, I think it is one of the most well, not not one of the most but one of the more flawed action films there are. I mean. I, the themes are pretty consistent, but the whole idea of empowering women and all that stuff, which I think was one of the main motivations why people love this film so much, I feel like that sort of gets lost halfway through the film, um, especially towards the um, sort of race back to the Citadel. I feel like that sort of gets a bit misconstrued with the, with the action, which is amazing action. Um, and also I, I thought the dialogue in some of the scenes were just was like a bit weird. I, I, so some of Tom Hardy's lines sounded like voiced over like dubbed yeah. over, I, 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 it sounded really weird at times. Or he's Hardy had too quiet. Lines. Yeah, he's just much. too quiet. It, may, it makes sense though, why I had no lines. I mean, obviously this is the fourth Mad Max film, but they, they sort of treated it as a sort of remake. It's a Mad Max film without Mad Max. Wait, yeah. uh, is, isn't this the first Mad Max? No, this is the fourth. This... No, that was the old one. Mm. Oh. It's, it's, it's like a soft kind of remake. Of yeah, the series. Um, I think what I should let you know is in the I watched a recap video for what I haven't seen the original trilogy, but from my understanding, in the original trilogy, Mad Max's Mad Max had a family. Um, his mother, not mother, his wife and a daughter, and they both died. And then he's been going from place to place. So it was like the Thunderdome, now it's the Citadel, trying to just find and like live in this post-apocalyptic world. And this is one of the. Is that why you said? Sorry, Joe. Why you have those flashbacks throughout the yeah. whole film? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you say that, but when he was in Citydale, uh, he uh, at the end he ends up leaving. Yeah. Does it stay? Yeah. Yeah. He. he yeah, I, I said he, he bounced between locations. He, in, yeah, but Mad you're saying he's trying to find somewhere to stay. No, if I, he's trying to find, he's trying to live, but he can't trust anyone because his mother and his wife and daughter died. So because he he moved he, he uh, in Mad Max Two, it was like. Uh, I can't remember. It's like it's like beyond Thunderdome. It's basically called the Thunderdome. Then then there was this city he went to, Mad Max Three, and now it's the Citadel. He didn't want to go to the Citadel. He got kidnapped, and he's just he's just trying to go by his life. And he leaves because that's not his, that's not his place there. It's a place for mothers, and that's why he leaves. I, know, I didn't oh. I didn't really understand that bit because I kind of felt like the whole plot of the story was kind of a bit of his character developing mm. throughout the whole thing, like starting to trust these people, and sort of changing. So at the start, sort of the, like his only instinct was to survive. Yeah. But then there was like parts where he was like willing to like risk everything just to keep these other people alive. Even yeah. Even he could die from it. Um, I'll, I'll build, yeah. Um, because obviously at the start of the film, 
I think Max's character development is really interesting because at the start of the film, he's like at his most primal. I don't know what happened at the, at the end of Mad Max 3, but obviously something happened that's caused him to go sort of a bit insane. He's he's like eating animals like now, like wild bugs. His hair's all grown out. <laughs> he went all a little stuff. bit bananas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he's he's <laughs> then he's then used as a blood bag, like tattooed on and like used as just fuel basically. Um, and sort of exploited for his um, universal blood donor thing. Um, I was just wondering, what, what what's the point of them? Do they just take their blood? Yeah. Like the humans, and then just he, I don't know, what feeds they, off they, them? To, to, to fuel their warriors. Or, to go or, to or, the white men. Uh, yeah, are white men human? Are they like... Yeah, but like, but like yeah. not really. Like, they're, 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 savage. Like, 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 yeah, savages, savages. Right. Like Lord of the Flies, at the end of Lord of the Flies. <laughs> Oh my it, god, it's, it's so quite like a lot of the flies. <laughs> also, it, 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 what do you mean, so quite? I'm quite. You, <laughs> no, you quote it all the time. <laughs> I know when you do. <laughs> no, I, out of the podcast, you always quote Lord of the Flies. So. Okay. <laughs> it is. It is called the Thunderdome because they made a Rick and Morty episode on it, oh. all like based around it. Oh yeah, they did. No. Mm. Um. I, what I also love about this film is its characters and how George Miller just does like he just like it, it seems like a, at some point he just added characters for the fun of it. I think my personal favorite character in the film was the guitar player with like the fire coming out of his electric guitar yeah. as he was blasting yeah. music. It's I, so unnecessary, but it's it's so like I, it's really adds yeah, to the world cool. building. Yeah. Um, Do you know who that reminded me of? You know, uh, in Pan's Labyrinth, the Pale Man. The guy with the electric guitar shoots some fire, mind you, with the pale man. Yes, like <laughs> well, the same I, pace. Okay, no, you know what, actually, the, the, he has no eyes, so that does kind of make yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, it reminds so, me of the guy that bites heads off fairies, you know. And at, at the end, you have, you have all those, like, pole, I think they're called pole cats, pole vaulters, okay. with oh. chainsaws, oh, yeah. jumping from jump yeah. car to car. That is just, like, yeah, it, it, it. It's, it's just like, you know, going all out, like I said earlier, in this idea, and just, like, doing it to its fullest potential. I mean, I loved I loved the whole concept of how there was different like boroughs of like gang in a way gangs. So like you had the city dell, then you come into the valley and you got guys with like ghillie suits or on motorbikes, and then you go further, you got these guys with like spiky cars and stuff. I think that concept was really cool. Um, yeah. Hedgehog yeah. people. Hedgehog people. I mean, talking about talking about cosmetics and all that kind of stuff. What did you think about, um, you know, the the type of cars they had and uh, the scent. Yeah. Ah, oh, there it is. Yeah. I I liked it. I thought it was quite like. Obviously, it kind of um, reflected the kind of post-apocalyptic setting of the film, and I, I I just generally like that sort of like just smashing cars into each other, that sort of thing. So it's just it was just like really entertaining for me to watch that, and especially yeah. as you say the bit with the pole vaulters. All, uh, all the effects were practical, practical as well. Like all the explosions, and yeah. car crashes were completely like done in person. See, mm. no, yeah, no, actually, no. CGI was used, I think, a little bit. I think the most noticeable one is that at the end, you know, when Nux like flips the car over, and he like yeah. we, we, we yeah. sort of go into the Mad Max symbol or whatever, or like the car head or whatever. Oh, it is. yeah, well, the steering wheel, yeah. Himself. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that half the the, the the truck flipping was real, but the bit after that oh, was a bit of CGI. Oh, I tell I tell you what was CGI. I was looking at behind the scenes. You know when 
Uh, it was like the end fight scene, and they're fighting on top of the oil uh, truck, and Tom Hardy's on the top fighting the people. Oh, I CGI? think that it was CGI, yeah, because uh, obviously there was like. I, don't know, I think they had to put CGI in the car with the cars because you couldn't be going at a high speed chase with you know an actor on top of the you car. Can. You, can't, you, know, you can't do it, but they Tom didn't Cruise. do no, it. Tom, oh, Tom Cruise is like no, no, a different no, no. breed of um, person. So, so, you, so you know how Tom Hardy at the start is like sort of as the blood bag on, on the front of the car, like with his arms bent backwards and they're yeah. like racing. Yeah. That that's all practically done. That's Tom. Yeah, Hardy. that's that's fine. No, you're tied up. Whereas no, no, but like the car's getting flipped over with explosions next to it, next to him. And, and the actual fight scenes are partly done in real life. If you see, um, in the bit when Tom Hardy, um, like with the guitar man, for example, beats up the guitar man for some reason, I don't know why, it's a bit unprovoked, but whatever. Um, that's done in person in the desert in in real life. So. Well, yeah, I mean, every shot isn't shot in the same place. So I guess the one I saw was probably yeah, just probably. a certain shot. Okay. Um, I think Happy Feet. This guy directed Happy Feet. He's got <laughs> this a really is the man director. of uh, what's it? What, 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 uh, Charlotte the Pig. What's it called again? Babe, Babe Pig in the Babe, babe the Pig. Something uh, like that. The the best action film of all time. Wait, the guy directed this. Directed Happy Feet. Yes. It basically, it. The, the only sort of kind of inf- like, I guess, kind of series he's or like main film he's done is kind of Mad Max. He's, he's done he's done the two Happy Feet films. Yeah. And then yeah. Mad Max, and that's about it. He hasn't done yeah. like sort of. He's not like like Christopher Nolan, where he's like hot between kind of genres. genres. And, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, big jump to direct. <laughs> from yeah. Happy Feet to Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> just quick um, question. Um, you know, you know the whole concept of Mad Max, like the context behind it. What what is it? Is it like a nuclear blast and everyone's now in a desert? Because I didn't really understand it. Like, how are they all going in that situation? I obviously haven't seen the previous Mad Maxes, so I probably wouldn't know, but I don't know if you know. Um, I mean, I guess it was to do with, like, nuclear warfare or something like that. Yeah. Maybe. Mm. Let me well, we, the, the, there's that like, quick cut in the start of the film where, like, there's, like, trees, like, getting their leaves yeah. swept off them. I, I think, I think it's either global warming or, like Joe said, a nuclear attack. Yeah, it says here, extreme conclusion, economic and social collapse in Dark Mirror. Uh, Oil scarcity. Oh yeah, nuclear apocalypse. Yeah. Cool. Um, So me and Daniel have already said what we're not like a huge fan of in the film. So like, I'll say, I'll go to Joe first. Any like criticisms you have for the film? Um, Maybe like... Maybe like a bit towards the end, I felt like the plot was a bit off. How they they go to this like place just to come all the way back, just to pick up some seeds. It kind of felt like a bit over the top at some points, but mm. I still felt like it was it was a good plot. It was just a bit. I'm not too sure. Just dragged yeah. along a bit. I mean, yeah. so sometimes the plot, yeah, like it does get a bit lost in the action. But it's interesting you say that because this was a film where I never felt that it kind of dragged on. This this was like a this is like a two-hour yeah. film that felt like a like film well, short. Sure, it, did, yeah. it did go very fast. Like yeah. it was just, like, sh- very appropriate for the film, but because like, it got to about halfway through, and I'm like, oh, like when's the plot going to come in? Obviously, it never does come in because there isn't a plot. 
but like I was still entertained. Well, by no, reaction. okay, there, there is a plot to the film. The yeah. plot is they drive on a desert, they turn left, and then they come back the same way they Daniel. came. That so is the, the plot. plot is Max Bro, gets, you, Max you, gets kidnapped to the Citadel, and and then Joe, the, this is Overlord Joe. What I don't know, what's his name? Immortal Joe. Immortal Joe. Um, who's like how has his women? Who's either producing milk or giving him children? And the the, mm. the childbearers have escaped with Fiosa, who's a, I guess a general of this Citadel, and they're trying to escape Joe's capture. And they're trying to mm-hmm. go to the land of the mothers. That's the plot. And yeah. it's a good it's a, it's a good plot. That's the it's plot. Like, plot. How can you say it's not a plot in the film? The plot is they turn left, they go back the same way they came, <laughs> and the film ends. Oh, I'm not I can't remember. It's just being very generous. Interesting to say that. I, I saw well, one of the one of these stunt people said the film split into two parts. The first part is a chase sequence, and the second part is a race back to Citadel. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I think if you did like a beat sheet for this film, you would struggle. To find well, the the entire like, thing was a storyboard. Yeah, well, no, 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 no script involved. Well, that explains, well, that, that that explains the dialogue. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the dialogue was just—I don't know—it felt just dry in a way. Yeah, this is just... this podcast at the moment. <laughs> I can't think of anything to say. Um, yeah, no, there's not a lot to say to be honest. Oh, I have a lot. Okay. Um, it's a lot of style and not much substance. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of, speaking of substance, visuals. It's a lot of visuals, not a lot of dialogue. Yeah. Speaking of substance, like I was saying earlier, if you wanted to analyze this film, you could because there's a lot of deep, I think, a lot of religious um, connotations. The main being Immortan Joe being the sort of godlike figure who is generous for giving like a bit of water to everybody. And then, he scares like, me. He is pretty scary. The 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 the, 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 the sort of like um. Garden of Eden type thing, and I saw this one guy that said Nux, Nux is Joe's, not Joe's. Nux is Max's son because of like the umbilical cord they have with the oh, blood bag, this, oh, and, so and, and, and they like, you know, and, and, and uh, as soon as as soon as um, Max starts to trust Nux, he like Max bathes himself in like mother's milk, hence being the mother of Max. Of Nux. <laughs> oh, hold on, Ma- hold Max on, and hold Nux, on. you know. Also, they, Who's they, Nux? They wait. The, 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 the white guy, guy the, the white guy who like joins um, the, the, the good guys. How is he his son? I, 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 I don't know. It, it was just a thing someone said online. I was just, I was just pointing it out, you know. <laughs> they seem to waste some, a pretty big amount of water in the film for a film that's kind of they're reliant on water. Like they, when they stop and like the blonde head woman is like yeah. is, like washing all of them down, she just leaves yeah. her hose on while like talking <laughs> to the Max. It's just like <laughs> spilling out. I'm like, just turn the hose it's off. Over it's not it, it, very environmentally friendly this film. Like there's a lot of no, explosions no. with giant um like you know explosions. gas you know. Mm-hmm. They're, they're causing the post apocalyptic world with yeah, well, I guess that's the point. Yeah. There's kind of no escape from that kind of it's like so let, very, let's screw it's over a, the actual real everyone's world greedy it's a cyclical narrative oh it's not kind of so, so um i i know that i'm usually a big endorser for such films as fast and furious presents Hobbs and Shaw, oh, but i classic. do i do think the car chases are genuinely more entertaining than they are in Hobbs. And yes Shaw. oh yeah. he he admits it finally all the shows the worst one of all time you, you can you can notice the authenticity as well with the fact it's um, practical effects. Yeah. But um, yeah, just just kind of the, I guess just. The I scale mean, it's much better it. than Fast and Furious. Uh, God, those fights. No. No. I, I haven't seen one of the films, so I, I wouldn't know. 
You've, you've seen none you of the Fast and Furious films. I haven't seen any Fast and Furious films. You haven't lived. Oh my god, I apologise. <laughs> um, Owen hasn't seen Forrest Gump, I mean... Even, okay, do, 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 do you want to say anything film? else I haven't seen? Just expose me a bit yeah, more. Oh, what have you seen? Jeez. I have seen a lot uh, of films, apart from Forrest Gump, E.T. and... And uh, Hunger Games. You haven't seen Hunger Games. Oh, I'm so sorry for seeing Hunger Games by Jennifer Lawrence. I'm so... I apologise. You only saw Indiana Jones like, a few weeks ago. Yeah, no, I saw... Back to the Future. I saw Indiana Jones for the first time last year. Back to the Future for the first time. This is very poor. I've seen a lot more films like that are not like that. Like, Wait, when was the first time you saw Shawshank Redemption? I swear uh, that was like, used to be... It was last year, like early last year. Yeah, but like, so did I. Yeah, yeah so, not... so did Daniel. <laughs> no, it was... Uh, it was uh, no. Yes, I have, yeah. I'm just saying, I thought... I remember saying it to you and you were like, no, nah, I haven't seen it yet. But that was like recently. But, Supposedly oh. one of the best ones ever made. Supposedly. I don't um, understand that. Why we, Why is it said? Actually, this is not. This is about a different film. That's not. Yeah, let's let's talk about some Matt who wrote. One thing what I would like to say is the cinematography as well. Really, like it's very very technicolor, very vibrant. It's it reminds remind me a yeah. lot of Edgar Wright. I don't know what you guys thought about that because like it's, it's like really hyper fast movements and like crash zooms at times, and it's, especially in the opening sequence. Yes, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. Um, any thoughts on that, anybody? I mean, if I didn't know the direct who the director was, I would have thought it was Edgar Wright filming it. To yeah. be honest, because you know, car scenes in Baby Driver were quite similar to these uh, car scenes, and obviously the crash zooms and all these techniques are quite similar in Edgar Wright's films. So yeah, I would have, I would have said it was by Edgar Wright, but of course it's not. It's by George Miller. Yeah. Um. I'm just going to bring up a point that uh, they actually got some Oscar awards. Um, they actually got an Oscar for the best production design and the best makeup and hairstyling. <laughs> that was a great segue, Finley. Um, yeah, such a, very well deserved. Transition. Very well deserved. Sound mixing is suggestible for the Oscar. Like, oh yeah. yeah. Some of the dialogue was you couldn't hear it. Um, the, but the best production design, I would definitely give that to them. Also editing, I think editing was really Editing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. The, I'll quickly mention this before we end. The, 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 I, I, was, I, I, I did watch a couple of clips from the old Mad Max films. And what, what, I, said, what, what I said earlier about the um, characters being over the top and the style and like, you know, like, there's that bit at the start where Tom Hardy like, seemed, like runs in like a time lapse yeah. when he's like, trying to escape. It, it, it's very, it, like, I, I thought it was really unprovoked and, like, a bit weird. Like, why, why would you want to, like, do that? But it's, it's exactly the same style as the old Max, Max, Mad Max films. Is it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I'm, I I think they're also making an, a new Mad Max film called, like, on around Furiosa. Furiosa, yeah. Played on by Anya Taylor-Joy. Anya Taylor-Joy. And it yeah. also stars Chris Hemsworth and oh, other people. Okay. She sort of acted like the main character in this film for quite a lot of it. Max Definitely, is, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I, th I think for like a good portion of the film, we we actually follow her and just like completely forget about Max. Well, she's the main one with most of the dialogue, so I think that's why we mainly follow her. Yeah. Um, maybe just like at the start of the film, it was kind of like um, sort of showed they were sort of like dehumanizing women. Because mm. there was also that scene with it was a bit weird. It was like there was like those like, like chunky women sort of being like milked like cows. <laughs> For like breast milk, it was like a proper weird. <laughs> <laughs> the chunky woman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were just getting like milk like cows and like I don't I don't know, it was just weird. Yeah, yeah, no, I know what you mean. And the big guy started drinking the milk and like 
was, it was a, it was a very bold intro, I have to say. And the guy in a wheelchair with a with a telescope. He was who was like the Joe, oh, like Morton Joe's lady. brother. Something yeah, like that. He was like deformed. I kind of got the impression from the beginning that Furiosa was like related to um, Immortan Joe, because because of how how they were kind of. Uh, he's, she's his daughter, isn't he? Because um, he mentioned in in what's her name? In in Perita. Furiosa. Furiosa. Is Immortan yeah, Joe's daughter because he kind of looks over at her and. The first time and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. No, definitely. He was also yeah. he was just like impregnating all the women. Every <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think everyone he claimed everyone was a, I think Joe was that your, was that your all sons and daughters. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's weird. Um, and on that note, I'm going to end the podcast there. Thank you for watching. Um, before we go, can I get some final ratings from one of you? I'll start off with Joe. Out of ten, how would you rate um, it? I'll probably give it like a solid eight. Eight out of ten. Eight. That's so why I would rate it. Cool. Um, <laughs> let's go to Finley with bad audio. Uh, yeah, I would. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, that is painful. Is that too loud? Just say, just say, just say, just say, just say. Yeah, no, I would, I would give it a solid nine point five out of ten. Yeah, okay. I really enjoyed it. Cool. And Daniel. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, you know, I, I'd give an eight out of ten. I thought it was entertaining. I thought it was good. Yeah, not much um, plot, but good. good. I'd give it a nine out of ten. Great cinematography, great practical, practical effects, amazing choreography, um, wonderful, amazing characters. Thank you all for watching. Uh, we hope you had a good time listening. Thanks, Joe, for coming to the podcast. We appreciate oh, having you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you all for watching and goodbye.